What's the copay for my eye exam? How much is my lens allowance? What kind of frames can I get? And most importantly, who accepts my vision insurance? Vision insurance can be confusing. Luckily, Pearl Vision can help you make sense of it. They offer a wide selection of state-of-the-art lenses and brand name frames. Plus, they work with all major vision plans, including iMed. Visit PearlVision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today. G'day everyone, Lauren Crest, the business scientist here. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Hope everyone is doing well. I have my friend here, Perry Paffist, who is a sales expert. And I feel like we're going to end up having a little bit of a debate today, Perry, about a few things. But to start off with, so everyone here gets to know you a bit better. Tell us a little bit about you and what you're working on at the moment, what you do. Cool. Yes. And thank you for having me as well. Really glad to be here. What I'm working on right now. So um, think of my think of my business as a sales advisory, sometimes bang on about consultancy and B2B selling sales, business development. Um, I'm working on right now with a few clients where it's end of year. There's a catalyst because it's end of year. Christmas is coming up. New Year is coming up. And people are thinking about, should we delay and talk next year? Should we do something now for next year? And so I'm actually working on some activity with a few of my clients to go, everybody's here, everybody's online, right? Australia, where we're at right now, is all active. Um, North America and Europe are kind of in winter mode, but they're kind of thinking about, okay, there might be a little bit of time between Christmas and New Year, but... We're going to be able to do business. We're going to be able to keep conversations going. So in a nutshell, yeah, there's a lot of activity because we're kind of fictitiously bringing up a catalyst here. End of year's coming, but we've got an awesome new fresh start to the year next year. So what can we do? Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you and I have had the chat as well. And I've talked about this on the show as well, that like this year, the sales cycle seems to be a bit different as well. Like, have you been finding that for your clients too? Yes, um, the sales cycle was different um, and some businesses have had a really good um, run and probably an elevated cycle to the kind of business that they did and the amount of business that they did. Mm-hmm. And other businesses kind of found that lull as we all did globally and then all of a sudden things started to pick up. So, yeah, sometimes what I look at it is some of the sales cycles have been shortened and some businesses some of whom I've worked with a little bit, ended up with either, as I say, elongated or basically people said, let's just put this off and we'll talk another time. Mm. So, yeah, things things changed and you've kind of got to be aware of what can I do or how can I, um, how can I influence that change yeah. to benefit both parties. Gotcha. Now, today we're going to talk about sort of the the proven systems that work for sales and just quickly want to say hi Shivaraj um thank you for saying good morning and hello Nelson as well hope you're both doing well uh thanks for saying hello and guys by the way as you're watching this feel free to say hello and ask questions I've got loads of questions to ask Perry but I feel like Perry whenever I'm talking to someone on about sales and about growth it's sort of like 
I've got heaps of questions. I know other people have heaps of questions. So you might end mm-hmm. up getting more questions from other people than from me. But to That's start good. with, like, what I was going to say is, like, we're going to talk a bit about sort of, like, the best practice, specifically for, like, B2B, right? There is a system you can use to grow from a sales perspective. I, I want to talk about that and then talk a little bit about some of the challenges we're facing that are maybe a bit unique right now and also some of the mindset stuff because I know that's something that you're quite passionate about as well. But yeah. let's start off with like the basics. So when we're talking about having a proven system, I'm thinking about like for me and a lot of small business owners out there, right, we kind of go, uh, okay, yeah, I know there's this proven system, but like I can't seem to get it to work and I'm getting a bit stuck and now there's cash not coming through and what do we need to do? What are we missing there? What's, what's happening? There's um, there's a thing that I do with both myself and with businesses that all comes down to the level of simplicity. Um Prompt me if you feel I've answered it enough, Lauren, and we can kind of like pause for a sec because it's actually a question that can be answered with varying degrees. And sometimes, as you know, because I talk so much, a lot. So (laughs) put your hand up and say enough, enough, and I'll just keep it really simple. (laughs) Stop laughing. So what happens, I'm joking, (laughs) is what happens is that if you keep it simple, then that means is that in your sales process, it's about having a simple journey for you and the potential client. We sometimes call them prospects to get to the stage of purchasing. Now, you've heard me say this, Lauren, and this is for everyone on this uh, listening right now. People don't like generally being sold to, but we are all buyers at some stage because of a change in situation or environment. We buy a car because we don't have a car or the current one is ineffective, it keeps breaking down, we have a family, we have some money and we wanna want it just something nicer, et cetera, et cetera. I use the automobile analogy because it's simplistic. Generally, everyone buys a car at some stage in their life. And that's when you become a buyer. But you know what happens in our market? People dislike, for the most part, car salespeople, right? So now we'll bring this back, the journey for us and how do we make sales? How do we keep that efficient and effective? So when I bang on about sales process, sales methodology, and I've even helped some businesses in setting up functions in their CRM, the customer relationship management system, to mimic what I'm about to say, there's an entry point as to how that individual enters your circle or your market, right? When do you start that conversation with that person at that entry point? When do you detect that that individual is now interested and that conversation can extend, be elaborated on? I'm gonna put naming to this. An entry point into your circle could be a suspect, someone that's having a conversation digitally online or via a call, could be a lead but if they kind of agree to a meeting or a call and there's some intent there in our world you call it needs analysis the changing change uh, the, the the naming changes for different industries now these are actually stages next step what happens if you understand the need and you've kind of identified that they 
have a need, they have a desire to buy something, to enlist someone for a service, coaching, ideas, advice, whatever that is, products, software licenses. And then they go, okay, so I'm using these products in my business. I've got this situation in my life and the reason is blah, can you help me with that? And of course your brain goes, yeah, I can help you with that. That's no longer need analysis. That's actually almost like in our world, a pitch, but it's kind of like setting off a proposal. It's kind of sharing content ideas, probably putting together a um, statement of work or a scope of work. So that's the next stage. Now, it's almost binary from that perspective. It's either a, yes, I like it, and I think I'm gonna start working with you, or it's kind of like, hmm, I've asked some questions, you kind of didn't answer them correctly. You know, some people say, let me think about that, or I'll get back to you, or let's talk in a few days or a few weeks, right? So that might be the decision point. And if they're open and honest with you, they might go, thank you, but no thanks. Like. You know, the car analogy, people walk out of the car yard, it's kind of like, hmm, don't know if they'll return yet. That stage might be decision or it might just be, hey, didn't purchase, push it to another stage, might follow up with them in a few days, in a few weeks, in a few months, next year. Now, from the decision, if they do purchase and in our world they sign an agreement, for example, they become a client, right? They didn't sign the agreement and things changed, and we can talk about that later on if there's time here, then it might go into another stage called didn't purchase. And there's a plethora of reasons why they didn't purchase. So just going back, if I can remember the terminology, because I usually use the same terminology, both for myself and clients, suspect, lead, needs analysis, um, pitch, proposal, then decision, client, or didn't purchase, purchased or didn't purchase, um, uh, declined, and then sometimes, and if we talk about cold calling, we can do that, do not contact. They're generally the stages. Now, why have I answered that? That's a simple methodology, okay? And then, of course, it's like a making a cake. It's the recipe. You go through those stages. Yeah, yeah. So just stop Love there it. for a second. Thank you. You didn't actually tell me to shut up, so how did that go? <laughs> No, I think I think that's really great. And it's interesting because, you know, like I, I think we've talked about this before as well, like the fact that it, sales and marketing for small business kind of meshes quite a bit. And so from a marketing spec perspective, from a brand building perspective, I'm like, yeah, we're kind of thinking about that that customer journey. And and it, it is sort of like your your when you said the suspect thing I'm like yeah that's when I'm kind of like ideally I'm like we hand that over to the sales team and they take care of it once we get to but like part of our job as marketers as well is to be like where are those I love that word by the way where are the suspects you know who who are they and how can we identify them um one thing I was thinking was like you know the what you're outlining there is like for probably something that's quite premium quite like high ticket it's a bit of a complex sale and now what I'm seeing happen yeah. quite a bit for, for the market is like there's a lot a lot more people who are in B2B but are like solo practitioners like you and I, right, where it's like maybe they've got contracting to a few people, maybe they've got a bit of a team, but it's mainly it's almost like the entrepreneur themselves is like doing that work. And what I'm wondering about is do you find that 
we can have quite high expectations for how fast that sales process should be because that's a process, right? Like you're talking that that could be weeks of, of time, right? Like or at least days. Um, do you find that there's this kind of like uh, the pressure to like make that happen quickly or to get that person to say yes, like on the phone straight away? Uh, succinctly, yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. There's that pressure that do they like me? Do they trust me? Do they potentially want to work with me right now? Um, And one of my business mentors bangs on about always be making calls, setting appointments, making pitches, get agreement. And the pressure is fine. That's what a coach and mentor should do. But the reality is in your mind, you've got to set something realistic. So you know what? Um, People buy from us because, you know, no like trust kind of thing. But I learned this many years ago through a, um, a friend of mine now, but back then he was a managing director. And he used to rabbit on because I used to work in the business and he used to walk around the office and he used to go, timing is everything, right? Because I used to sit there, I was a rep back then. And I used to go, crap, this actually may not come in this week, this month kind of thing because I had a target. And it goes, that's fine. Timing is everything. You're talking to lots of other businesses. They'll come around. And they did. And now, running my own business for the last several years, timing is everything. Mm. Um, something happens. That's kind of why I talked about the, the sales versus buyer mentality because we buy because something has changed probably based on timing. Yes, it is situational and it might be the fact that you've got money or no money or you've want to borrow money because you it's worth the investment because you're going to make a lot more blah 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 but yeah. yes it comes down to that <laughs> love it uh shivaraj said appreciate perry for fantastic analysis and explain, explanation of sales process and stages and i think like yeah i mean i do too i think that it's it's um it's something that like really answered my question of like are we kind of missing a trick because and the reason i brought up the time pressure thing is what i'm seeing a lot of is when we're running our own business there's that kind of like i want this it's not even about setting targets it's like oh someone looks like they could be interested i've got to close them and and i feel like what happens like being on the the other side of that of being the person who is also a client you know you're the same right it's like you're a client and you're also someone who's helping other clients i'm like when i'm a client and i'm making a purchasing decision i can feel that and if i feel that someone is pressuring me i'm like back up because like I don't I I need to like I'm I'm in the market to buy I want help in making the right decision but if you seem desperate then the first thing I'm thinking is like well your your business not must not be very good if you're desperate for my business then what's going on in your business do you know what I mean like do you kind of see it the same way absolutely um, I've even behaved that way sometimes, right? And you kind of pull yourself up. Um, so so here's the key thing, is that you've still got to ask the right questions. So are we going to get into objection handling and kind of like closing techniques in this, do you think? I mean, we can. We can okay. do that. I, I'll cover off just a little bit now, right? And like okay. I invited you before, just stop me because it's actually a whole topic in itself. Yeah, yeah. But Here's the thing. Timing is everything and you don't want to be pressured to purchase. But it is a journey. 
Um, I made this joke with you, Lauren, um, weeks, months ago. It's a little bit like the dating game, right? You don't meet someone and then you say, hey, you want to go out with me? Mm. Are you a freak? Like, no way, man. But, (laughs) okay, maybe not pushing away. Um, But the key thing is if you don't allow that person to understand who you are, what you do, and I said before, no, like trust, and they, they start to get that appreciation that you may be able to assist them. Like you and I are professional services, but we do also have a product that people can purchase. So the journey now, right, hence the dating game, is actually going through some steps to indicate to that individual that proceeding would be a good idea, right? Mm hey, how about we catch up for a drink? Because it'd be love to talk a little bit more. I know we've only been chatting for a while, right? The dating game. I just want to buy you a drink, right? I just, let's go and grab a coffee. Now, business sense. So what I'd like to do is think about some of the questions you've asked me. And I'm going to come back to the end of year thing because so many businesses go, yeah, yeah, let's talk in January, February. Mm. That's cool. No problem at all. And at the moment in the market that we've been through, I say you do know that no one's going overseas holidays over December, January, February. We have a, put quotes around this, captive audience. So that's cool. Let's let's chat in February. Um, and by the way, let's just make sure between us that it doesn't become March because by the time we actually do business, it's probably going to be April. You have just lost one quarter and probably by the time we set up and get started, another quarter, it'll be May or June. And that's okay. I don't want to seem inappropriate, but I'm just pointing out the time frame. But if we're talking now and you've got a little bit of headspace, then we may be able to help you. If it's not right, it's not right. That's okay. Tell me right now. Now, what I did then is a combination of soft objection handling and coercing their mind into, you can delay. Do you understand the implications and probably the lost opportunity of delaying? But what about we try to do something now for the product or service that you think you're going to need in January? Don't call me up in January and say, hey, I really need to start doing blah, 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 because I ain't going to be ready and I'm probably going to have a whole lot of clients that, and my, my team is going to be flat chat. But if we put you in and you say yes, I want. I agree. I want to use your product or service now. This side of Christmas, I'll make room for you, and most likely, I can start the work over Christmas, New Year. Some of us might be working, may not. We'll go live in January. I'm giving you all the hypotheticals of what actually happens. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, what we hypotheticals of what we could do, but what actually happens is not too dissimilar to that. So, objection handling, you can put off. That's cool. Do you understand the implication of what happens if you put that off, right? Dealing with simple one, but dealing with an objection and coercing them through the journey and saying that, but if you if this makes sense and you like what we're doing and talking about, and we kind of look at trying to broker an arrangement or an agreement now, then you're going to be my priority for the next several months. Mm. Follow me so far? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. I like that. And it's sort of, I mean, because where, where I'm going in my head is like, cause I get, and I know a lot of my audience would be the same. I get a lot of ads about 
sales for, for like sales advice, right? And it's <laughs> like that. For people listening to this later, I'm doing quote unquote sales advice. And it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> this is what you need to do on the call. And then this is how you handle objections on the call so that you can close on the call, right? And I'm like, okay, but like, what if it really isn't the right time for that person to be making a decision on the call? So it's kind of like they're going, do a premium sale. And I think you and I have spoken about this before. Do a premium sale as a spruik. And then if you don't win it, on the call, you failed, you know, and I'm kind of like, wait, but what about all the people who are potentially going to do business with you, but just, they just want a little bit more time to like get to know you and make sure that you're aligned in your values and can work together before they make that decision. So what's your thoughts on that? Like there's a push to kind of spruik, there's a push to kind of close on the call. What's, what's your perspective on that? Um, I have, I've experienced both sides of that. Um, I've been successful in acquiring business with organizations that pretty much made the decision on the same day. Um, and then gave us the go ahead within that week and other businesses that have stalled, delayed, gone cold, all of a sudden come back weeks and months later. And so part of it is having appreciation for who you are and what you do and having been following you or being part of your network for some time. So you're kind of like, you, you, you're like not a random for them. Yeah, yeah. But also sometimes, you see, because I said timing is everything and the situation is that they could have actually been looking. So, you know, we're, we're all like-minded individuals and sometimes we don't kind of like show all our cards. So we might have been looking and considering something and you just come along at the right time. And if we have time, we'll talk about cold calling because I still do and have done for a long time cold calling. And sometimes business owners will say to me, that is magic. Were you thinking about what I was talking to my team about? Because that's exactly what I need to talk about. And you've somehow come around and I make a smart ass joke and say, oh, the planets must be aligned today. How about we book an uh, appointment? And that was a strange situation of there was something going on in the background and I kind of like tripped into that conversation or that business and the timing was right. Yeah, yeah. Just um, before then, you continue, Perry, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, just yeah. want to give a few few shout-outs because I just saw a few people join. So hello to Megan uh, McNeil and Jeremy Mish. Sorry, Jeremy, Jeremy Mish. Hi, guys. Megan said, so true. I'm working on stuff for clients in January, February, March already. It's too late when you need it. Great advice. And she said, I like your slow burn, burn approach, Lauren. I feel it isn't as instantaneous, but it has longevity. And Jeremy said, hello. So sorry, Perry, just wanted to acknowledge that we had some more people joining us. And guys, as we're going along, feel free to ask questions because we have Perry for another 10 minutes. So ask your questions now. <laughs> <laughs> about sales but Perry please please continue so you were talking about cold calling and the magic of like oh were you just thinking of me how did you know please please continue <laughs> and so if if the circumstance is correct and you've got to have and and this is what people usually engage me for it's kind of like I hate picking up the phone I don't like talking to businesses that don't know me yet, individuals that don't know me or haven't spoken to me yet. And it's actually it's actually relatively easy. 
And you've, you know, if we have time for mindset, you've got to get over yourself, but you've also got to do it repetitively for a while. And what you find is that there's a certain percentage that will say, good timing, makes sense. I like your approach. It's refreshing, et cetera, et cetera. Let's have a chat. But there are going to be situations where it's like, hmm, yeah, uh, I get it. And I heard what you said, whatever it is that you've pitched or explained. How about you call me tomorrow, call me next week. Um, let's leave this until next month, right? You might have permission to ask why, right? At least get their thinking as to why you're putting me off, if they'll share that with you. Lots of information is great. But the opportunity here is to assess what their thinking is and why. I'm going to go to something here. I just had my screen minimized because Megan has said something and I hope I haven't misunderstood this. I'm working on stuff for clients January, February, March. It's too late when you need it. Mm. So uh, if I've misunderstood you, Megan, um, then I apologise and I hope I'm pronouncing your first name correctly. If you think it's too late, my catchphrase, never say never. Mm. So always have in your mind, if you are working with someone and they're attempting to put you off for January, February, two ears, one mouth, and use them in that proportion, ask questions and listen to what they're telling you. Because the reality is that there might be some uncertainty that they're not sure about talking to you now because they've made it complex in their mind. And this happens to me. Some businesses say, I don't want to talk to you yet. It's going to be too difficult. It's going to be too involved. And yesterday I had a discovery call with a, they're called a buyer's agent, but they're essentially a property advisor for high wealth individuals. And they were putting me off for like sometime early next year. And all I said was, we only need 10 minutes for you to kind of assess what audience you have at the moment. The guy was on Zoom with me for an hour and he realized that he was just basically giving me all the information and I'm now got the work to do. He doesn't yeah. have to do too much for now. So yeah. I noticed his reaction at the very end. He goes, fantastic. So come back to me, what, on Friday, maybe on Monday, and we can kind of talk about executing on the next steps. And so he's had an aha moment of, oh, maybe this wasn't as hard as it was. Now, funnily enough, that person was someone I called, called ages ago. Uh, yeah. Sorry, 2020. I got a feeling I cold called him back in 2018. So, yes, yeah. that's a bit of an edge case, right? We're talking one and a half years. Came around. <laughs> Professional, never dissed him, said thank you. I understand the timing is not right. Mm. When you're ready, we'll have a chat. And here we are and we're having a chat and we're going to do business together. Yeah, I love it. So um, it's Megan, by the way. You were very close to Megan. pronouncing Megan's yeah. name correctly, but Megan said that's me. Sorry, I hate Megan. <laughs> and she said, I actually don't even like warm calling. So, I mean, this is actually, funnily enough, Megan, Perry and I were talking about this before we got on the live and I was like, look, as far as I'll go is I'm like, I'm good with inbound now-ish, like good as in my version of good as in I'll do something about it. So I'm like, okay, someone's reached out, like I'll pick up, like I won't pick up the phone, but I'll record an audio message and send it, right? I do that like with everyone now. And Perry, you were kind of like giving me a bit of a pat on the back, like, well, that's a good start. <laughs> that's a good start, Larry. But, you know, I think the thing is, is 
what I'm seeing, like Megan works in the brand space like me as well, right? And we're both quite outgoing. We both run podcasts and a lot of creative entrepreneurs, a lot of businesses are good at doing what they do. But sales just feels like a completely different world. It's almost like, oh, like, but I just, I just want to deliver the work. I just want to do the work with the clients. I don't want to have to go and call call. So as like a sort of what's the way to, and we're kind of like, look, I'm not at the point where I, I think I even asked this on LinkedIn on one of your posts. I was like, what about if we're not quite at the like, I'm going to just pick up the phone and call. Is there like a baby step? Is there a way to like sort of start getting into just being a bit braver with doing the sales stuff? Like where do we where do we start with that? Uh, uh, good, actually. That's a really good question, right? Because even, and I, um, I hate to verbally admit this, even some days I don't really feel like talking to people that don't know me all that well yet you kind of have this thing of oh should I overthinking no you idiot stop overthinking pick up the phone and start and um just digressing um Megan if you want connect with me on LinkedIn and I can share a couple of ideas for you just to kind of like get a feel but Lauren's asked the right question here um baby steps right and I rabbit on about crawl walk run so if you don't actually want to phone someone then your advice before Lauren is clever. The voice drops, maybe text messages. Um, I will say something open. You can you can message them on LinkedIn or you can send them emails. I will say something open that years ago when I was starting this business, four or five years ago when I was starting this business, my mentor was saying, you're going to have to call people. And I was a sales rep, so that was cool. And I just left straight into it. And he said to a group of us, but if you don't like doing it, employ someone. So mm. you know what's really quirky here? While you might be looking at my LinkedIn profile if you are and you've kind of seen that, you know, this guy does sales strategy advisory consultancy, sometimes some of my clients actually get, and I'm not a recruiter, they get someone hired by me and that, because, that person becomes an SDR, sales development representative. They mm. become that initial sales rep, right, on the cheap, junior, trained up, good attitude, drive, um, personality, and they do the cold calling for them. Because in my world, I'm big on generate leads, yeah, generate suspects, yeah. But in your business, you want qualified opportunities. You don't want to get in a meeting and someone say, Perry, I'm in this meeting because I don't know who you are, but I had to get that guy off the phone. That's happened. But if you can kind of like get that individual to engage your market, call them, qualify and book an appointment that is worth so much to your business because that's a quarter way into the sales cycle that I was banging on about at the beginning of this podcast yeah yeah I want that if anyone's listening I'm like I I want that person I want the person who's like yep I'm like super energetic (laughs) and I'll go do it for you um Jeremy, Jeremy Mish, he said, same here. I'm awful at cold calling. Megan said, we're the same person, Lauren. I agree, Megan. Um, and she said, we're so negative on salespeople, but quite honestly, it is one of the best skills we can have. Those who do it well are amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of exactly what you're just saying, Perry. Like it's super valuable. Um, it, you know, and, and the thing I'm thinking about as well is it's like, there's a lot of micro skills in there. Like we probably won't, we'll have to wrap up soon. And guys, if you have any questions for Perry, please ask them now. But like, you know, with with sales, so much of it seems to be micro skills. So much of it seems to be in that call, 
if someone says this, what do you say? If someone is feeling this way or they're putting you off, what do you do? You know, so like is there is there sort of like a place to because I feel like so much of this is a confidence issue. Like we're all saying, yeah, bad at cold calling, don't want to do that, Perry. Like, uh. um, like you've given us some advice on how we can take some baby steps or maybe how we can outsource, but we still want to kind of understand the the value and the purpose of it. And I do think what what I found sorry, I'm kind of ranting a little bit, but I'm just thinking back to when I used to do solution sales for another company, right? And I did it at the point where it's like, they're already a suspect. They've already identified. I usually would do the needs analysis with the salesperson, then I would do the strategy, right? So we'd kind of have this handover point there. And so I would close. And what I found is when I was doing it for another business, it was like, so easy. I could sit there and be like, here's the pitch. There's the dollars, hundred K. This is why you should pay it. Go. Right. But then in my business, I'm like, I just can't do that. So what's going on there? Like, did you find the same thing with like, you've worked in some big well-known companies and then you now work for yourself. Like, is that, is that just a, what's going on there? Why is it so hard to sell for ourselves versus for, for another brand? Um, you know something? I think it's emotion. I think it's care. Um, yes, we all fear rejection. And the reality is the rejection is actually just a feedback point. You take it, you learn from it, or you dismiss it if you don't think the person is correct or inappropriate, and you move on. And that's the thing. We harbour this something in our heart and our mind, and it's kind of like, oh, I took that personally. The reality is for most engagements like that, even the activity of picking up the phone and calling someone without them knowing that you're calling, right, unawares, when they say no, it's not you, it's what you said, right, unless you leap straight into it and this hasn't happened to me for many, many years and they say F off, right? It's kind of like, okay, the person's actually either pissed off or what's happened is that you've said something, it's been unprofessional, it's inappropriate. just for a snapshot here, when I get into if this is relevant for a client of mine, I actually sit with them on calls. I make recordings. So this is kind of what I do, right? I discover how the business sells and then I make recordings as to how I approach it. I might come into a meeting or two. I might join a call or two and we kind of review it. Um, it's not for me to keep doing this over and over. It's basically to say, just learn from me because there's 20, 25 years of experience there and who knows what's in this little brain that I can tell you about and then you're set on your ways. It's a bit like I taught my daughter to drive over the last year or so and it was the same thing, right? I showed her, she drove a little bit, I corrected her and all of a sudden muscle memory, she started to get really good at it. So Mm. cold calling is confronting because for us, we think, this is why I say dating game, we think we're going to get rejected. But if you follow a process that I've refined for the most part and it changes for every business, then what happens is that you become really robotic and you like close your eyes and you pick up the phone and you go, hi, Lauren, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. it will work most times. I'm not saying you'll get yeses all the time. You're dealing with human beings. You want unpredictability and chaos in the world? talk to another person (laughs) because you don't know what they're going to say and do. But in terms of a framework, because you can see my mentality, right? 
It's all about process and framework, right? The CRM and the stages thing before, process and framework. Engaging a market, cold calling, even pipeline and funnel, marketing versus sales. It's pipeline, it's a framework. Cold calling, it's a framework, it's a process. Rinse, repeat. Yeah. Does that answer you so far? Yeah, I mean, I, you did well in working out what my question was because I was like, blah, here's a bunch of stuff I'm thinking about. Gotcha. Deal with that, Perry. <laughs> I gotcha. I can think on my feet. That's why I'm standing right now. <laughs> sorry, you're, yeah. sorry, you're oh, Jeremy. Oh, tip. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, no, 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 sorry. Tip for everybody, right? I'll just unplug my phone because I've got okay. it here. When you're making calls, picture of the beach, when you're making calls, stand up because it projects energy and positivity. You sit down and you slouch, guess what? That sit down and slouch will come out in the way you talk. If you have a hangover, do not call people. (laughs) If you don't feel well or you've had an argument with someone or someone's abused you, pause, stop, go outside, take a breath. Mm-hmm. What you say and do actually conveys in your voice. So mm-hmm. tip 101. Sorry, oh, I Lauren, I interrupted you. No, no, I was going to say Jeremy said it's funny as I do digital marketing, which is essentially sales. It's just a matter of landing mm-hmm. our own clients. And it's, yeah, Jeremy, totally. I think Jeremy and I have ha- had a chat about this actually as well, where it's just like one, I, one thing I find is like, a lot of marketers find it hard to market themselves, but actually probably more on the sales side. I think we're kind of like, wait, what about if I just do all the creative stuff and I just look at the analytics and I just do that and sit behind the computer? Um, And then Megan, you said it's so much harder to sell yourself. It's so personal. Yeah, I agree. And Megan said, such a fantastic way to start my day. Thanks, Lauren and Perry. I'm off to sell, 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 or at least come up with a strategy. Great motivation. So, with Megan going off to sell, 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 Perry, and we'll, we'll wrap up on this point, I think, what would you say to her that, that now that she's feeling motivated, what, what would you tell her to do? Oh, now you're testing me. Um, <laughs> you know what, actually, this is the thought that comes to mind because if you're in the US, it's the 1st of December and for the Aussies, it's the 2nd of December, so it's still the start of a month. Set yourself targets. How many selling days do you have? How many clients do you want to win within those selling days? And work backwards, right? How many pitches and proposals do you need? How many appointments do you need to set? How many leads are you going to generate appointments from? You set yourself a target and you can work through that. So Megan's going off to sell. Cool. Set herself a target. How many conversations does she need to get today to go to whatever that next stage is? And keep going until you get that. Love it. Fantastic. Oh, so awesome. And guys, thank you so much for all your comments. I knew this. I said to you, Perry, I was like, I don't know. We might get a few comments. And I was like, usually on the sales conversations, you get a lot of comments. So guys, thanks so much for joining us in the conversation. If you want to find out more about Perry and what Perry does and how he can help, um, Perry, LinkedIn, is that the best place to kind of find you? Yes, it is the best place. Um, website sucks right now because it's being redeveloped. Yay. Um, exciting. So, go to, absolutely. Yes, exciting. <laughs> LinkedIn. So you can see the spelling of my name. I think I'm the only one out there um, in the world right now with that name. So just look me up, connect with me. 
some of the stuff that I rabbited on about today, I can actually share with you or send you or email you. So yeah, you can look me up on LinkedIn. Amazing. All right. Well, I'll tag you in this post, obviously, afterwards as well. Good luck with the website. Very exciting. Um, Guys, thank you once again for joining the chat. I'll be back on Friday for another live stream at 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Perry, thank you once again. Uh, it's been awesome chatting Likewise. with you. It's been so much fun. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Uh, thanks, everyone, for the questions. See you guys. Bye, everyone.